I should, I should just start it this way. I just I just let us our random <laughs> rambling. I mean, it would be a, a summary of us, I guess. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome to the That's Fair podcast, if that's what we end up calling it. I'm still not sold on it. Yeah, me either. I, I mean, I like it. I do like it. Yeah, I do too. It's just, I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it. That may be the name, may or not be the name, for those of you listening to this. So... We are actually going now, if I didn't make that clear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I thought just you were doing the sure. intro. <laughs> I, I am, I am. Um, this is, just buckle up, people. There's going to be a lot of this. Uh, <laughs> my name is Andrew. I'm 36 years old. Closing in on 37, unfortunately. Um, I'm Matt. I am 22 and a half. My family forgot <laughs> my half birthday, so... I, I, just, really? I just today realized that yeah yeah it was uh it was a couple of days ago and they completely forgot to make cupcakes so <laughs> which is a thing yeah your family does that yeah. i have never heard of until i <laughs> came across your family yeah we we do a lot of things no one's ever heard of <laughs> <laughs> so anyway uh this is just an intro to what this podcast will be this isn't I wouldn't call this necessarily a real episode. It, it may become one eventually. Kind of like uh, the point five thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Episode zero point five, maybe zero point one. Who knows? But uh, this is—I uh, don't know. I just envision this as a podcast that um, will be accessible to everyone, whether you believe or not, or if you're somewhere in between. Sometimes we might talk about really deep spiritual topics. Sometimes we might talk about nothing, and there just might be some spirituality mixed in. Mix, mix, I can't talk mixed in. Um, <laughs> Edit that. Uh. <laughs> no, I uh, yeah, I I don't know. I was thinking about it, and there's just there's so many different cultures and people who have you know their their own their own personal beliefs that maybe hasn't even been substantiated by a church or something or don't have a you know connection to a church and there's just there's so many different people with different views and i think it's cool and i think it's something that uh that makes it makes what we're hoping to do viable i guess and we we're not like i I don't want people to take this as like we're trying to tell you what to believe or that what you believe is wrong or that, or, or anything. It, we, when we're talking about certain topics, we are just trying to spark a conversation to help everybody, whether it's Matt and I, or you or someone, you know, or anybody to just think about things a different way not necessarily change how you think but think about things a different way once in a while just to be open to kind of maybe a new mindset or even just a topic that uh maybe a lot of places or people wouldn't want to cover or would cover or whatever but uh just to be able to maybe look at it through somebody else's glasses kind of yeah and like and i i i've I kind of warned you about this a couple of times now, but I might also offer up, like, I might put something, not because I expect you to, like, come up with an answer for me, um, uh, but I might put something to you that I'm, I don't even necessarily believe or that 
directly goes against something I believe just to say you know what what would you say if someone said this to you because someone may say that to you <laughs> yeah may say it to me may say it to anybody listening to this or maybe even being actively thought of by something somebody who's listening to this yeah and I just always even like we're not we're not biblical scholars we're not we, we're not in seminary school right now <laughs> this is very much an everyman approach to this kind of thing just to, to talk about things and f hopefully understand them a little bit better kind of yeah, thing yeah and and i think that's that's a benefit to this because i mean you're gonna hear andrew and i say things like I don't know. <laughs> and yeah. uh, we're going to have to look it up and, you know, do some research and stuff on stuff. And that's part of this process is just, you know, deciding where we feel we stand with things and then, you know, kind of questioning it and, you know, bringing in a new mindset to things. Yeah. And like we've, we've had discussions like this before, just like out in the wild and just talking about things. And I think we have both on more than one occasion made the other go, huh, okay, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> and that's and that's definitely the goal that we want other people to do. So please, basically what I'm asking is don't get angry. Like the point is never to make people mad or to make you feel like we're assaulting your beliefs. We're not trying to do that. Absolutely not. And we are also very much not trying to look down on people who don't believe at all or don't believe the same things we do. It's just discussion is the whole point of this. Mm -hmm. We call it, we call it, are probably going to call it, that's fair, let's talk, because that is what we want the theme of this whole thing to be. So that maybe we get gain a little something and hopefully you gain a little something out of this too, you know? Yeah, and, and I think in today's day and age, that's so often people want to run to, you know, cover kind of when their opinions or someone else's opinions seem to be contradictory of each other. And I think that's kept us from being comfortable, you know, questioning things and just, just not caring about, you know, feelings quite so much, but more just jumping into the grit of it all and really truly understanding someone. Cause I know sometimes I'll say something and like, maybe I didn't mean it the way it sounded. And hopefully this will give us a chance to state things and, you know, kind of fine tune things that we might believe or think, because sometimes there isn't a great way to, you know, word something or describe something. And you, you learn that with time. Yeah. And good grief. Am I ever a, uh, notorious, uh, offender in that regard as, <laughs> as far as, uh, not being able to get the thing out of my mouth the way I mean it the first time or the ninth time. Another thing too, like I've talked before about how I, it's, I, I understand, especially almost, almost especially from within faith, talking to other people of faith. It is like, I understand how hard it can feel like to, that you can't talk about certain things. Like, yeah, like you can't question that. That is absolutely, you, you can't even think about that not being the case, like those subjects that a lot of people have. And I think there is very little that should be treated that way. And I, 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 I think this is 
relevant. I, I've told you, um, my my parents. I grew up Catholic till I was about uh, maybe four or four and a half years old or so. And one of the reasons they they did end up leaving the Catholic Church was because when they had some questions regarding, you know, the catechism versus the Bible and the teachings within the two, um, the church kind of just said, well, you know, when in doubt, go with the catechism. And my parents had a bit of a problem with that because, you know, that that same, you know, body and church also taught that the Bible was you know, words that were enlightened by God. And I think sometimes when you have a default on something else that doesn't, you know, it doesn't agree with what you're teaching, it's kind of hard to, um, kind of hard to, uh, explain that, I guess. And that's kind of why we just went on a bit of a search to, uh, try to learn for ourselves and, you know, interpret the Bible in a possibly new light. I don't think we mentioned this part, but, um, yeah, like that is also one thing that I wanted to say about us in particular, um, that you grew up, uh, in faith. Yes. Um, I did not. Um, my parents are both technically, I guess, Catholic, but they didn't raise me that way. And I only really came into faith, like experiencing it in any way about what, two and a half years ago now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that is about the right timeline on that. And that, and that's not even like when I started to believe anything like that, that is just literally what my first real exposure to it was. Yeah. I started going to the church I go to now and like, I started to see it in a different light. Cause like, I don't want to get into, get into all, my whole story here. We might explore that at a different time, but like if I were, if I were to ever recommend a church to someone it would be like a first church for someone i should say like to go to for the first time it would be a non-denominational church of some I sort agree. yeah because a lot of times like denominational churches will just just completely throw you off with very specific <laughs> rules or traditions or things just that just seem like way too arcane for lack of a better way to put it yeah and I mean, one, one little thing, I don't know if, I don't know what all we're going to get into with this, uh, first intro, but, uh, with, you know, with us looking around and stuff, I got to visit so many churches and I mean, easily over a hundred churches. And it, uh, it really opened my eyes to how sometimes, sometimes how callous people within a group, especially a small group that's been the same for the last 20 years can be towards outsiders. And just seeing that is, is pretty uh, eye opening about uh, just some of the communities out there. And I think it's something as Christians, we need to be really careful not to come across that way because it kind of just shuts everyone down from asking questions and, you know, wanting to know more. I mean, you have to be you have to be energized to want to know more. It has to be something you, you want. And it's hard to do so if you're dealing with people that are, um, for lack of a better word, just, uh, callous. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's kind of like what I was going to say. Like when I started going to my church now, like I, I was just kind of like, okay, I'll, I'll agree to go go to this. Like, I'm not going to be like a jerk about it, but I don't know if this is going to be my thing, um, but I was, again, 
uh, without getting too deep into it, I was in a very dark place at the time. Yeah. And I, I agreed to go. And what got me about as unbeliever as one can be to come back was the atmosphere of that church was one of we are I don't know how to describe it like we are gonna talk about this stuff but there's no pressure on you right now like as a as someone who doesn't already believe or not yet believer as they say and like what got me coming back was a lot of the stuff he was talking about was like even if you removed all spiritual like context of it like you just it sounds weird to say this but if you just take god out of the equation entirely what he was saying was just good life advice and a good way to live Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that is what got me from the outside coming in to keep coming back and the faith part of it built up as time went on and i think that is something that people right now especially they need that approach because the fire and brimstone you're going to hell yada yada is not going to work on anyone ever it's also just i mean religion aside it's a bad way to approach anyone (laughs) um yeah true you really i mean even in the the world of business you don't want to be the person meeting someone for the first time and also telling them something like telling them bad news. <laughs> it's, it's a terrible combination and it's a, not a great way to make friends, <laughs> but um, also, I mean, that's just so rarely how, you know, how Jesus and the disciples did it. I mean, yes, sometimes they, they did, you know, stir a little bit of uh, fear in people, right? <laughs> so, but more, it was, here's how you should strive to live. And, it, it was it, it was always more out of concern and love than it was out of you know self righteousness and superiority. Yeah, I, it's like the the stories I love most in specifically in the Gospels are just ones where like like I don't understand for some people how you can read these stories about Jesus doing these things. And then act toward people the way that you do. Yes, hundred percent. Like the the one that always comes to mind, and I'm not going to be able to remember. I want to say it's in John specifically, um, of the woman caught in adultery. I think it was. Yes, beautiful where, story. <laughs> where that's that's where the 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 saying comes from like let he who is without sin cast the first stone or something along those lines yep and like jesus walks into that person who uh, up to that person who is just like a a egregious sinner basically and does Mm -hmm. he walk up and say you're going to hell no does he walk up and say you need to change your ways no he Walk, he goes through the whole thing it says let he who's without sin cast the first stone everybody leaves and what does he say to her he says is anyone left to condemn you or something mm-hmm. along those lines yep. and she says no and she says and neither do I go and sin no more Yeah. Doesn't specifically doesn't condemn her still delivers the message of you should turn away from this way but doesn't condemn her or treat her as less than a person for it I, I think that's 
one of my favorite stories in the Bible because not only is it crazy cool if you're, you know, her in that story, it's also, I mean, it's so telling of a lot of people, and I, I, I'm not trying to point out any specific people or groups, but a lot of people within the church who think it's, you know, they're, you know, God's voice on earth. And it's just like, if you're going to truly put yourself in that position, then you need to know what being God's voice truly is. And that is not walking around finding people to condemn. That's just not it at all. Yeah, and it's, it's like, it's it's fine if you don't agree with somebody or if, like, if you believe a certain thing, but that belief should never ever be used to fe- make someone feel like less than human or like they are not loved. Like mm-hmm. what? That is the exact opposite, the literal exact opposite of what Jesus said and did. If, yeah, just if you if you truly believe Jesus died on the cross for your sins, and you understand that it's a gift, it's not something you can earn. How could you not then also realize that? Everyone is equal. Everyone, billionaires, poor people on the streets, everyone is equal. And there's just God's love is for each individual person and everyone at the same time. And it's, I don't know how you could look down on a, any group or person after accepting a free gift that was specifically for sinners, which is all <laughs> of us. Like it's, it's literally, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, so to speak. Like the way I tend to interpret it is, is like he died on the cross for the sins, past, present, future of all mankind. Like those are forgiven, and it's only got one little thing attached to it. You have to believe that he did it, and that it was for you. Mm-hmm. Not you have to believe that he did it. And also you have to change your way to this exact way and you have to do this exact thing. None of that is part of it. Not at all. Now, will you probably, as you become, as you get closer to that personal relationship with God and Jesus, will you start to change yourself? Probably, but nobody's going to bat a thousand. I'm certainly not. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. And part of that road is seeing that you're not. And it's, I mean, I, I, you really, you're not going to find a sinless person. That's just not, not a thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting. Something you said, I can't remember exactly what, but something you said made me think of it. And I think sometimes there's a lot of people, you know, throughout their life, they'll pick up a Bible at some point. And a lot of the stories and aspects of it are kind of confusing. One of the ones that I personally struggled with for the longest time, simply because I wasn't viewing it the right way, was because, well, it, it says that um, he who hates his brother, this isn't an exact quote, he who hates his brother is a murderer. And that always was crazy for me to think of, because like, wait, so you're saying if I even feel hatred for someone, I'm a murderer. And the point wasn't so much that one equals the other in regards to like how we view it here on earth, but simply sin is sin. It, it, it's irrelevant of what sin it was. It doesn't matter. 
like Jesus died for all sins and all men and all women, everyone. And sin will always be bad. And there's no version of sin that's worse than other sin. It's just sin. And when you view it that way, it becomes really clear that our job in life by no means will ever involve condemning people. But specifically, it will not involve looking at one person's sin as being different than someone else's. And I think so often we pick, you know, specific groups to hate on. I don't like that phrase, but it's kind of true. (laughs) And um, it's just, it kind of... I don't know. It, 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 it opens your eyes to the fact that no one, some people might have more public sins. Some people might have, you know, sins you can just see, but everyone has sins and you need forgiveness for them. (laughs) Sorry if that was a little too preachy. No, um, it's, 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 it's goes into just the, the way that we present ourselves and not the, dip into a whole slightly different topic here but like in in the way i tend to think about it my job and everybody's job as a christian is not to worry about other people's sin you can tell them what you think or what you believe but your job is not to police them it's the the deal with the plank in your eye or the log or whatever the translation you (laughs) want to use uh before you uh worry about the speck in theirs it's like your job should be to treat other people with love and kindness and work on yourself. Yeah. And another great reference. I mean, I think the point is you're never going to get the log out of your own eye. (laughs) I mean, you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to walk that perfect, righteous life. And you don't need to worry about other people. Like, yes, we should share the gospel. We should be open with people and, you know, talk and have, you know, podcasts like this. But the point is not to live your life to write other people's lives. That's just not, that's not our purpose. And like, and I'm sure it will, and we're going, getting back to the like intro topics now, but like, I'm sure it might come across that way sometimes when we're talking about certain things or things we don't agree with. But again, we are not trying to, and like, I hope we will, you and I like set each other straight. If we, one of us feels like the other is doing something like that, but we are not trying to condemn anybody. We are just trying to make, make everybody a little bit more open-minded about how they look at things. Absolutely. Cause I, mean... I think that is the best way. And I, I've said this, I think I've said it to you. I know I've said it to multiple people. I personally believe one of, if not the most important question you could ever ask yourself in your life is, what if I'm wrong? Mm-hmm. Not, necess- not necessarily, am I wrong? But what if I'm wrong? What are like, the what implications, if... essentially? Yeah. Like, like, if I believe what I believe and I'm treating this person a certain way, if I'm wrong, not am I wrong, if I'm wrong, am I just making that person miserable for no reason? <laughs> Because if I am in that scenario, yeah. then you should probably change the way you're going about it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Not because you are wrong. Again, I just want to stress that. But even if you're right, if you're making someone miserable, who cares how right you are? Because you're just <laughs> going to be wrong in the end because you're making someone else miserable. Yeah. Yeah. It's. 
I don't know. To me, it's almost like a kid's, you know, calling something it's not, but it makes them happy. I don't know. It's a weird reference, but like, you know, (laughs) kids are kids and they often misinterpret their surroundings, but often through joy and happiness. And what's the point of trying to correct them? I mean, learning situations are learning situations, but there's so often times where, you know, you see someone get upset at a kid and it's just like, it just isn't needed. Like let the kid have fun, let them enjoy their moment. And it's just, it's not necessary to always be trying to find fault in people. And I think that's not quite so over the top angry about something. It isn't necessary about. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you said, some people like you think they just consider themselves like God's bouncers on earth. <laughs> They're just gatekeeping heaven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, I know I've met a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's something that I think I see a little bit more, again, because I'm so used to, like, my, my perception of Christianity from the outside looking in was so vastly different from what it was. And I think that is because people present such a dark and twisted version of the face of Christianity to the world, whether they mean to or not, that it puts people off. Nobody wants to see the, like nobody wants to come to a place that they see as cruel or bigoted or whatever else. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody wants to go there. The sad part is a lot of those stories and things are true. (laughs) Um, Not not all of them, but I mean, there, there's good people within groups and there are bad people within groups and you will never get away from that entirely. And it's sad that often that's what everyone hears about. And like when I first met like your whole family, um, they were so vastly different from what I saw as the average Christian would be like from, from my point of view, which is a very, very negative point of view. Like the first time maybe not the first time, but one of the first times like we were at your house, your dad went to pray. It's like, I hope this doesn't bother anybody. It's just, it's just our way. So, and and like, I, I, the, the idea that anybody would ever even think to say something like that was Hmm. mind blowing to me. Like I'm in your house and you're like, is it cool? (laughs) Which that's, he wasn't saying, is it cool? But you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 No, I know. I mean, yeah. Like to, to be so, (laughs) considerate of other people in the room that don't think the same way you are that you do when you're in they're in your house that like like the my vision of what christianity was was like we're praying and you better bow your head was the way that like i what i had seen from people it's it's funny you brought up prayers because um i mean as you know my family prays before most meals pretty much every meal (laughs) and uh Mm it's it has it's it's funny i i know why he asks if everyone's like cool with it because the the differing groups that have been present at meals in this house and our previous house (laughs) they have varied largely (laughs) and um i mean from you know catholic backgrounds baptists mennonite amish well maybe maybe not amish i'm not sure but just Presbyterian, everybody, like just all these people representing all these different religious religions and groups and 
mindsets really and cultures just all under one roof and it's it's kind of cool almost i mean he's almost always asked if you know does someone else want to say the prayer do you want to do it a certain way or whatever and almost everyone's been just super accepting of just kind of a i guess a basic prayer um but it's just it's just it's cool and i I do love that he he asks that because i think it kind of opens the doors for people who you know maybe also want to say a prayer you know the way they do or whatever or just add to his and i think it's i think it's something it's kind of small but it's not something you really see often and i i think i think things like that could be beneficial to churches and groups yeah and and, and, yeah it's a it's a relatively small thing but like those small things like when you have such a negative view that i would say probably most people who are like atheists i guess um, would have of Christianity like seeing that kind of thing is what people need so much and it's one of the many things that I saw uh, like those moments or just like the things I saw in church or whatever else like those little things add up so much and eventually can change people's lives yeah I am not gonna cry I found a piece in that church that I never thought I was going to feel again just not, and not even necessarily like finding peace in learning about God or faith or Jesus or anything, just the peace I felt in that building with those people hearing those things was mind blowing to me and showing people that and that alone can bring so many people, maybe not, if not all the way in so much closer. I'm curious at when would you, how long, had you been going to that church before you would say you felt that? I mean, I, th- I would say I felt it to some degree, like the first couple weeks I was there. But when I really noticed it, I guess, um, that like I was actually, I actually wanted to go because it was just a just nice place to sit and listen to some good stuff was maybe a couple months in, like getting towards Christmas okay. almost. Because I yeah. started in uh, June. Okay. I, I do think it's it's kind of unique. I mean, I think everyone feels comfortable in different environments, but it's it's really cool when you find an environment where you're just I don't know, your your concerns kind of just go away. <laughs> and you can kind of breathe fresh air and it's really nice to find those environments. And like even if you end up like gravitating toward a speci- uh, like a more established tradition like you're you're methodists you're catholics you're whatever um i don't think you should really start there because mm. the i think the 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 traditions and the like ritualistic nature of some of them can be very off-putting to people yeah and if that's if you if if you like that and that's what you believe and that's what helps you then more power to you i'm not talking down on it i am just saying that it's not the always the most welcoming not welcoming the most i i know me personally i i just i don't typically at least when i'm new to a church or or go to a new church and experience it it's it's not as settling (laughs) 
you you start playing this game in your head of well is that biblically backed <laughs> just it it puts you a little more on edge and i told um let's just say for now the person who uh convinced me to go well, i told her I was like, I don't want to go to church. Church is like so boring. Like I can't stand it. And she's like, what churches are you going to? <laughs> and I was like, basically all I've ever been to is Catholic mass. She's like, well, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Not her words, but, um, but like you should really try something else. And then like just to see the different ways of doing things. Cause as far as I knew, every single church all over the world was exactly like that. And yeah. it just did nothing for me. And yeah. if 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 I had agreed to go and it was like that, I probably would not have gone back. Yeah. I think that's... Being able to give things a second chance is so important. Because, I mean, especially when it comes to things like religion and beliefs and stuff like that, it's it's hard to put into words. And oftentimes that translates to a bad sermon or not a bad sermon, but like a confusing sermon or an environment where maybe things aren't even typical. I feel like every time I go to a new church, they're doing something they've never done before. <laughs> and, and it's hard to get a feel for things when something, you know, you know, is brand new is taking place. And, uh, it does, it does take a couple, a couple tries at least. Um, but, uh, I mean, there's there's so many more aspects to belief and religion and everything else than just the church as well. And I, I don't know where you wanted to go with this, but I mean, there's so many just personal opinions and aspects of it that are just, it's just personal. I mean, it's, it's between you and God. And I think it's really important to see that. And sometimes the church kind of skews that relationship, not always, but sometimes. And, uh, I, th I think it's important to just view the personal aspects as well. And it's like the, the just the openness is, I think, the most important mm -hmm. aspect of a church that is attempting to bring more people in. Like the, and just like, not relaxed exactly, but the kind of relaxed, like environment so that nobody feels like they're like, I'm getting judged from all angles right now. <laughs> Because, like, I, I don't know, I haven't been to a whole lot of different churches, and I can't remember, really, this aspect of the ones I was at. Like, the, the my church has, like, the area for people who are new, or the area for people who just want to go and talk to someone. And I'm assuming a lot of churches have that sort of thing. Like, non-denominational churches, I guess, is, it would be more yeah, common. Yeah, I, I would say that would be more prevalent. Uh, non-denominational churches <laughs> um, um but i think that is such a good thing to have yes because like it's it's especially if you don't have a whole lot of people that you feel like you can talk to like if you're just in a new area and you're trying a church out and maybe you don't necessarily know anybody there like going there and talking to those people can be so helpful i am a bad example because i didn't go you know how i am i'm a, a anxiety-ridden <laughs> antisocial so I Who didn't go these days. I mean, come I, on. <laughs> I didn't go near that room until I went to get uh, baptized. But I also had a lot of people to talk to outside yeah, of that. Yeah, I, I mean, like you said, I, I kind of grew up in these environments and stuff. But I, I couldn't imagine the process of doing it completely solo, or even more difficult at the 
cost of potentially, you know, maybe making a family member mad or parents mad or something like that. And so many people still do. And that's just, that's just amazing. Yeah. Especially when you leave and this is, this can be true of like basically every denomination there is. If like, there are some people that if you have the audacity to leave that denomination, like they, oh, yeah. like I have heard of people being disowned over things like this. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like, I didn't go out and like renounce my faith. It's like, I'm just not going to this particular building anymore. <laughs> like why, yeah. why are you putting so much stock in that? Well, you you were talking about how just, you know, family and people can just, environments can be very difficult to deal with when someone leaves a church or a community. And yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's a building where your goal is to improve your relationship with God and hopefully be a better person. And groups that, you know, deal with, I guess, shunning and disowning people simply because of the tradition of their church or their group is just really hard to understand at least at least for me and it's it's like the like the most quoted the most well-known whatever you want to call it uh bible verse is what john 316 yeah and i think that and like that and 17 which was recently re-brought to my attention as being an extremely important part that nobody ever tends to quote exactly that it says two things that I think that we have been encapsulating in this whole podcast so far. Um, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Not whoever believes in him and also does this in this specific place, this specific way mm-hmm. shall have eternal life. Yeah. And he did not send his son <laughs> into the world to condemn it, but to save it. Yeah. So, who, like you and I should not be condemning people because if he didn't come to do it, who are we to do it? Exactly. And what, yep. and even, and if we do, what good has ever come of it? <laughs> like, what did we do for God by condemning people and treating them like they aren't good enough? Yeah. It's, it's funny. It's it's almost like we default on that because I know me personally, I have to remind myself to, well, not not treat people right. That's not a way of putting it, but simply to, despite how this person or people think or believe, they're you know there's still people Jesus died for, <laughs> and to. Sh- to give anything other than love is just not right to what God wants from you and me and everyone. And the response should always be with love. Anything else. And like, and I'm not saying I'm perfect on, in this regard. I think we all fail in some way at some point in accomplishing this. So don't let us don't, don't think that we're standing (laughs) on our soapboxes right now, but I'm, I'm trash talking myself just as much as anyone else. (laughs) You have to like step back and think about it sometimes from like what we were just talking about. God forgave all of our sins. Who are you to say then? Well, I don't forgive them. I'm not saying people shouldn't be held accountable, especially if their sins are hurting people, but it's not your job to condemn them to hell for God. 
because what again what good has ever come of it what who did you bring in by talking that way who did you make feel closer to god from within by talking that way what mm-hmm. good did it ever do and what good will it ever do and the simple answer is it will not there's a couple of ways to take different stories in the bible typically <laughs> that's kind of i think why they're written the way they are um and were told the way they were um but uh i think like similar to the uh the plank in your own eye story we we tend to have the biggest problems with things we recognize in ourselves and that in and of itself is hard to accept sometimes i know i've struggled with that um but uh like i don't know for instance i i can't stand when someone is just trying to like win an argument with wit because that's what i like to do (laughs) and um that like that drives me nuts but it's because it's something I personally have a problem with. And uh, that's just a for instance, but I think you see that in the church as well. Um, You'll see someone struggling and maybe, maybe they're just not as good at hiding it as you are or I am or whatever. And it's, it's easy to condemn that. And sometimes it's our first instinct to do so. Sometimes we even think we're helping (laughs) doing it. (laughs) Um, And, uh, I think it's funny how easy it is to just kind of live in that mindset and you're kind of constantly convincing yourself you're right when really not so much. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, it's a really good thing, I think, to develop habits that counteract, even, even if it's a bad habit that you can't even seem to shake. Like I know something I started doing a long time ago and it's why, like, if there's a heated, not necessarily heated, but intense discussion going on you'll just see me like whip out my phone and because i'll instantly start fact checking myself like did i am i remembering this wrong so we're gonna (laughs) go into it because i will look into something and i'll have it in my head and i'll be like okay i'm 100 percent right on this this is this i i checked it out this is the way it is and then i'll be so self-assured when i'm talking about it later but i had to get myself into that habit of well, this is the way it is. Like, this is just, and now I'm going to check myself just in case I'm forgetting or I'm remembering (laughs) this wrong. Like you should always, you should, it's, it is, I think an invaluable skill to be able to identify in the moment. Like, do I need to like step back for a second and double check myself here? Like, yeah, not necessarily something like trivia based like that or like information based, but just to be able to, like, I'm starting to get angry about this, and there's no reason to get angry about it. I should step back for a second. Or whatever the case may be. This isn't such the biblical conversation, but just... Have you noticed that arguing is getting way harder with the invention of technology? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I feel like you used to be able to just state facts. Or, I, I've always been a facts guy. Like, I, I love pointless, useless knowledge. That is my go-to. Um, and... It's funny because now I say something and I always, I now have to put like disclaimers on it (laughs) because it's like, I think this is right, but eh, it's been a week since I looked at it, you know, in a book or whatever. And, you know, take it with a grain of salt. (laughs) It does make it harder, but I think it also makes it better in a way because like, this is where the term bird rice comes from, where something is repeated (laughs) so many times 
that people just start repeating it themselves and then it gets repeated and repeated and repeated. And it's like, well, I heard it from this person who heard it from this person, yeah. who heard it from this person, but it was nonsense to begin with, <laughs> but people repeat it so much that they think uh, it's true. Um, for those of you who don't know, should we clarify <laughs> the, uh, the bird in bird the rice. <laughs> It is a term that refers to, what is it that that weddings that when birds yeah weddings when they stopped throwing rice around in weddings because it killed birds or something along those lines they would eat the rice and then the rice would they like stomachs would explode yeah within them and yeah they they die which um, which is not true not at which, all and now, now <laughs> I, I know I've looked this up seventy times and even now I'm like I gotta look this up again positive um, pigeons don't die what about cardinals. Uh, but it's like even even if it's not good for them, it's not like flocks of birds were dropping out of the sky <laughs> after a wedding. Uh, like there's, I mean they grow. I mean think about it. They grow rice in a field. Like <laughs> birds are gonna eat that. No, <laughs> it's only when it's thrown at weddings. <laughs> so that that is what the term bird rice means. It is something that has been repeated so much, but it is just utter nonsense. But everybody believes it because they've heard it a million times. And and there's, I would love a book of bird rice stories. That would that would make me so happy, um, just to see all the stories that have been believed over the years, just you know, beaten <laughs> by science. <laughs> well, and it's it's it can be such a dangerous thing too because it's another term I I tend to use is anecdata, which is just short for anecdotal data. So basically, someone heard something from someone who told them a story. Who, but like, like say you told me something, mm -hmm. and I trust you, and you heard it from someone you trust, who heard it from someone they trust. But at some point, someone, someone was just making something up. <laughs> <laughs> so someone, to someone me, to because have the I best heard it. Story. So to me, because I heard it from you, who I trust, it, it's authoritative. But it's not because it was nonsense from the beginning. Actually, that's funny. Um, sorry, am I interrupting? Like, if you have more to say, feel free. No, that was that was basically okay. it. It's just uh, stuff like that. Yeah, it it, it it hit something in my head, and I remembered a very funny moment um, at one of those many of hundreds of churches I went to as a kid. Um, <laughs> there was this. There were always these groups of boys who would hang out. You know, you know, everyone has their little groups and you were always going to be the outsider if you were at a new church. That's just how it works. But you would typically be allowed somewhere on the edge of this group. <laughs> and um, it got to the, you know, six, seven-year-old boys. It's just how they roll. But uh, everyone was trying to top everyone's story. And, you know, say the biggest gun they wanted to buy, the best car or truck or whatever. Like, it was always just, I, I heard about this and I want it. And it was always, it was always, a, it was a thing. Anyway, um, I remember getting pretty used to this and pretty good at it because I realized most of the stuff they were talking about either was factually incorrect and being the kid pointing that out was never good. Um, or it just wasn't right, <laughs> at least in one way or another. Um, so I got it often when the topic would fall on like hunting and guns and stuff. And these kids were talking about all these guns they, they knew about. And often they were slightly based on true things and real things that existed. I would 
typically say something like, I can't wait to get an M715 battle rifle or something like that. Because these, you know, these kids would, you know, throw out numbers and letters all the time. And I would come up with something that didn't exist because, well, that's always cool. <laughs> like, it's always cool <laughs> to hear about something you've never heard about. And this kid wants one, whatever. And it was like my go-to. And I probably, I probably did it a dozen or more times. And I was always, you know, the, the kid who knew about a gun, no one else had ever heard of. And <laughs> all these kids were like, Whoa. And they would ask me all these facts. There's questions. someone, there's someone somewhere now who still thinks this gun exists. He's like, I, I told this kid told me, um, oh, I know yeah. it's the, out there. It was the coolest gun in the world. It could shoot like 50 miles, you know, through like shoot around corners, feet of concrete. And... <laughs> But that, that was just, I mean, it's a, it's a small aspect, but that's just part of what going to new churches was like as a kid. Like you just, you get involved in these little groups everywhere you go. And, uh, it, the ones I went to, most of the churches I went to as a kid, um, were pretty traditional, strict, um, a lot of Mennonite background and a lot of mm. like, uh, a lot of, you know, the men sit on this side of the church, the women sit on this side and there's really no mingling in between at any point. And, uh, that was, that was pretty different for me. It, it, it was interesting, but, uh, it was, it was pretty, pretty odd. I, I, I have six sisters. So having so many girls in the house, it was just, you know, normal to just interact with both genders constantly and to all of a sudden be in churches where that just was not a thing at all was pretty pretty different well we're closing in on an hour here oh yeah um well with 40 minutes of editing i mean (laughs) it won't be that much i only have a couple markers um yeah so this has been our uh, little intro episode probably gonna post a couple more before like i'm thinking like three total before we actually put them up okay uh, i'm counting this one and this will be kind of a little point five. uh if you haven't noticed drew is andrew is the tech guy <laughs> and the brains behind all of this i am simply... brains is a strong word <laughs> I am um simply the voice, the voice. <laughs> I, I don't know i'm the voice of I don't my know what generation <laughs> So yeah, um, we, we, we might dip into, I don't remember how much of this we said already, but we might dip into some specific topics. We might just have more of a freewheeling one like this. We want somewhere we don't talk about anything particularly spiritual at all, but we just want this to be a place where people can come and learn from outside of faith and also learn from inside and just maybe even if you don't change anything about the way you think or believe, like maybe just as a step one, just think about things a little differently. Yeah. Yeah. Cause um, I think that is something we could all use once in a while, at least hundred percent. All right. Uh, closing, closing remarks. Um, not particularly <laughs> stay safe. Okay, then. Love stay you guys. Stay safe. God bless you. Yes. And we will see you next time. <laughs>